The global scandal around sex abuse in the Catholic Church has reached South Africa's shores, with the first accusation being publicly made. William Sekhodisho, now a middle-aged man, tells of how he fled political violence in Limpopo in 1985 when he was 13 years old. As a teenager, he ended up living on the streets of Johannesburg only to be rescued by a shelter called Streetwise. This is where he says he met the priest who sexually abused him. I sat down with William to ask him what he remembered of those initial interactions with Father Bill. He's actually the, uh, the co-founder, if not the main founder, of the Streetwise Children's Shelter, um, shelter for, for street children. And so he was... He was virtually there on a daily basis, mm. helping run the shelter, fundraising. Uh, and what was your initial interaction with him like? Oh, my initial interaction, uh, I, I can say it was just, it was normal in, in, the, in, in the sense that there was nothing unusual or exceptional about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took us special liking to me after maybe, let me say, two, three months later. Uh, but before that, I was just another ordinary kid in the shelter to him. Uh, but because I was assigned into a classroom, with the, the, the shelter had an informal uh, school structure. Yes. Where, whereby we were, we, 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 we spent time in the classroom every day, right. four hours in the morning. And another two hours in the afternoon, where we were being taught and being assessed to see if we 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 can then be uh, enrolled in the in the formal uh, school school structure. And so, uh, I think the the special liking that he took to me was after uh, the, the teachers reported about my progress yes. in these various classrooms that I was doing pretty well. You, you see, most of the kids that were in the shelter were, were already damaged by, by drugs mm. uh, and street life. They already picked up those habits from the streets and using drugs. And so it, uh, uh, some of them, they were not material that could still be returned to the school. Yes. So I'd managed uh, throughout my time on the streets to, to, to stay away from uh, drugs and alcohol. So, so when so, when you got to know him, I mean, how how exactly did he approach you with with offers of of, of various things like like a, a better education and the like? Yes, uh, he one day, the first day, uh, he 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 invited me out to to have a meal at. Uh, I can't remember um, the place where it was, but it was in Yeovil. It was a restaurant in Yeovil. Yes. And that's when he first broke the news to me to say that he was impressed with my progress so far at at the shelter. And and that he he, he saw a very, very good future for me going ahead and that I was different from the other kids in that I was performing well in it, in the... In the in the in the, in the school in the schools uh, in the classes yes and that he had plans for me to to find a boarding school for me and yes. find a sponsor for me that will send me to a good school 
Did you have so, any idea at that time what you would have to trade off in none, order to, to, to have those promises fulfilled? None whatsoever. I thought, I thought God was just answering my prayers at long last because it's not the kind of life that I wanted. Always strive to get an education. Coming from a family that had none. Mm. Uh, no one in my family had ever gone beyond uh, basic primary school education. So I saw myself as as, as the first that would actually accomplish uh, some education yes. in the family. So I was I was excited by the news. I was very happy. William, it seems bizarre, though, that as a boy of that age, you were invited to stay with Father Bull and share his room in the priest's dormitory at Christ the King Church in, in Dornfontein. What was it like as a teenage boy sharing a room with an adult who wasn't even related to you? Oh, well, it's, it's difficult to say how I felt at, at that time because it's happened so many years ago. But for me, it was, I guess it was, it was innocent. I didn't think anything of it, I, I suppose, until I then started to get an idea as to say why I was being, uh, because uh, it, it, you see, it didn't happen the first time I went to sleep with him mm. in his rooms. Yes. But the second time, then uh, he, he then offered me some alcohol, which was strange, yeah. Uh, knowing what I've told him about uh, how I feel about alcohol. Yes. I come from a family that was ravaged by alcoholism and I didn't like alcohol at all. And uh, so, but he, he offered me alcohol and uh, uh, that night, that that was the first time that I, I then got to understand the, what the nature of our relationship would would it was entailing that what he what he wanted from me? What did he do to you, William? Well, that first night. Well, let me say he just he he fondled my private parts. Uh, and then he was kissing, he was kissing me, uh, over, over my body and, uh, in the process telling me all those nice things that, uh, he was going to do for me that, and that was, that all I had to do was just this little favor for him. And then he asked me to, to masturbate him. I did and um, so that was the first time uh, I got the shock of my life because <laughs> as you can imagine being uh, somebody coming from uh, the cultural background that I I came from mm-hmm. I never I never knew in fact I was not even thinking of of sex at that time I was too too young, so I, it was uh, it was quite shocking. Yes, no one ever said anything about the fact that you were a teenage boy sharing a room with the priest on on, on the the church grounds. No one thought that was out of the ordinary. 
which is what still boggles my mind to this day. It still amazes me because surely they should have known because of the frequency with which yeah, he was inviting me to his bedroom. Uh, somebody, especially, let me not just say somebody, the, the, the whole the whole community within that church, the other priests should have should have picked up that something was not right. Yes. But they didn't. I don't know why to this day. I still don't understand why. Or that they picked it up or just ignored it or, or I don't know. I, it's hard to make an opinion as to why they, they allowed this to, to happen because I, I think they, they had an opportunity to, to stop it then before it became worse. And did it worsen from there? Are you saying he actually penetrated you? It did become worse, yes. Uh, it became worse the first time in uh, 1988. Uh, he, he, he booked a holiday for me and him at, uh, at this place called the Big Fisherman in, in Amanzimtoti in KwaZulu-Natal. Yes. And uh, and again, where when we were there, he, he plied me with alcohol, and um, and uh, and he he penetrated me that night. He raped me that night. Uh, I can't remember much of the rape because I was under the influence. Uh, but in the morning. Uh, uh, I started, I, I felt the pain. Mm. Yes. What, what was your interaction like that following morning when you woke up and you realized? You know, it's funny, Joy, and I remember it as though it happened just recently. And it always upsets me to speak about it. Were you angry, though? I was furious. I was very angry, but uh, and then uh, he was still asleep. Uh, I thought so many things came to my mind, evil things. I could have, I could have done him a lot of harm because he was asleep in that morning. But instead, I I went I went to to the bathroom and I took a I took a shower. And I was forever in that shower, I remember. I must have been in the shower for an hour or so, if not more. Mm. And I was feeling the the pain in it. And um, after the shower, I, I took a walk to the beach on my own. And um, a thought came to me that maybe I could just walk into the in, into, into that sea and vanish. And then he'll wake up and not know where I was. And I'll be gone and then I'll have. It was the first time I realized how much I hated. I hated uh, what was happening to me, but that I had no, no alternative. It was either that or the streets. Did you feel he took advantage of that, William? Yes, he knew that. Because he knew about my, my family, what kind of a family I came from. And the things that he said he, he would do for me, he had done and he was doing. 
Uh, at times, even when my family were, uh, were, were, were in need of something, uh, I would ask him for, for something to send home, and he would happily oblige. And so even though I was at school, but I was also taking care of uh, of my family on the sides. Mm-hmm. And that was through, uh, through him. But I... I, I I confronted him that that day. What did you say to him, William? I I told him that it had to stop. I I, I begged him. How did he respond to that? You see, before I spoke to him, I I had a fight with him actually. A physical fight. I, I, I physically assaulted him. I went wild. Through I had a wet towel. I was beating him with a wet towel. Everything I could pick in that in, in that room, so, yeah, I was hitting him with it until he was able to get hold of me and, and told me to get hold of myself. And, and then, and then I said, I know what you did to me last night. I told him, I, I know what you did to me last night. You, you penetrated me. You, and I, 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 I want this to stop, I said to him. It better stop. I don't want to, do, to masturbate you anymore. I don't want to fondle you. I don't want you touching me. I don't, want to, I don't want any of this to continue anymore. It has to come to an end. And... Um, and he held me tight. I remember he was hugging me very tightly and he was crying himself. And we were crying together and he was telling me how sorry, how sorry he was. And that he doesn't know what, what had come over him. And, uh, and he apologized profusely many times that day. Did he ever do that to you again? Yes. It never stopped. It never stopped because he... He had a he had a firm hold on my life, you see. Without him I without him it was the streets, as I said. Yeah. Yes. Was there no one else you could go to at that time? Did didn't you feel there was anyone that you could tell in order to get yourself out of the situation, William? Who was there to tell, really? I couldn't I mean, I was at a school where the majority, in fact, everybody, in terms of the staff, the teachers, everybody was white. And and, uh, me being black, can you imagine, Joanne, being a black kid saying something like that about a white person who also happens to be a priest? Mm. I didn't think anybody would believe me. As indeed they didn't believe me in nineteen in nineteen eighty nine, the church didn't believe me when I when I I came forward through a third party who was also a priest. He was a black priest, wasn't he? The black priest uh, I went to didn't was not in a, it did not help me. Instead, he he told me that he knew when I approached him to. <laughs> to say I had something to tell him about Father Bill and what he was doing to me. Yes. 
he said to me that he thought he knew what I was going to tell him and that he didn't want to get involved and that rather I I try to approach the the superior myself and it was very difficult to to have access to this of course as a teenage boy yes yes so I was I was disappointed in him that he could not help me at that time but I suppose uh, he had his own reasons. Mm. You you let it lie for many many years, and and the abuse finally came to an end. I think about six months after that conversation you had with the black priest. Yes, I did approach the other priest, who unfortunately had also, at on two occasions, taken advantage of me molested me and uh, and I went to him and I said look he, father you 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 did this to me but it was only on two occasions I'm begging you please now this has to stop I need you to tell father Bill on me to the superiors and then I make a promise to you that I will never tell anyone that you also did the same to me. And uh, and so that's how it came to be that um, I made that promise oh. to, to that priest that I won't tell that he, he molested me if he, if he were to help me get out of that situation by telling the, the superiors of the church. He, he must have said something because Father Bull was transferred soon after that. Yes, he... He did say something because uh, the following year in 1990, um, Father Bill was uh, relocated. They say to England today, but I don't know how authentic that is. I don't know, but they say he was relocated to England in 1990. And uh, once he was relocated, you see, I used to be an altar boy. Yes. At the church mm-hmm. also. And uh, so once Father Bill left, I became uh, somebody, an undesired somebody within the church premises. They wanted to have nothing to do with me. And uh, I was still at high school yes. doing grade nine at Woodmead. Yes. And... Uh, Suddenly, I had no support structure. Uh, the church said they want to be paying for my fees. Uh, they literally told me to go back home. So, Did you go back home, William? Not immediately, no. I stuck around thinking that maybe they will they will come around to you know maybe to 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 show some to understand me to believe me I wanted so much to be believed you understand mm. you, you see joy yes I wanted so much for them to believe me and it hurt me so much that none of them wanted to believe me so they made me out to be a liar. 
to say that I was lying, maybe because I had, because I had lived on the streets before. They saw that they knew these things. William, who would believe him yeah. against this white priest, Father mm. Bill, this man of integrity? Of so, so they just shut the doors on me, and uh, it it was I couldn't go home also because of I feared, not so much feared, but. What 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 would people think of me? Because I, I mean, they knew back home now. From this kid from this poor family was now going to this uh, exclusive private school in KwaZulu Natal. He has yes. made it in life. Mm-hmm. So, and people don't like that, you know. When 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 you show signs or potential for success in life, some people don't like that. Yeah. And so I thought going back home, I'll just be. I'll be ridiculed to say, who did you think he was, you know? Yes. And so I stuck around. William, you, you're now a man in your 40s. Yes. What effect has this experience had on your life? Hey, Joanne. It's been 28 years. Mm-hmm. 28 young, long, long, long years of trying to pretend that it didn't happen. Not wanting to confront it, to say that, no, it will it'll go away, you know, somehow. I'll get over it. I must be, I'll be a man. You know, men don't cry. Yes. So you must take your, your knocks like a man. But it hasn't been easy. I've had a very, very, very difficult um, life. And to a large extent, I blame the church for it, for what has become of my life. I'm like a shadow of my myself. A shadow of what I could have been or, and what I should have been. You tried to confront the church about this in 1999, 2000, I understand you dealt with the British province of the Jesuits because Father Bill came from there. What were your interactions with that church like? I I confronted the church about this in 1990. And as I told you, they didn't believe me, or they didn't want to believe me. They showed me no compassion, no love, no understanding. They didn't do anything whatsoever to try to help me. They took care of Father Bill, they relocated him. And as for me, I was literally back on the streets. They had the, they had the chance, the opportunity then to, to help me then. So that I would not have had to go through so many years of so much pain and so much hurt. In, in 2000 or 2001, I believe you were paid a small amount in compensation. What was that for? In 2001, again, I went knocking on their doors. Yes. You see, I was living in Hilbron full time and was into drugs, alcohol, heavy, even mandrakes. 
full time. So much so that, let me just go back a bit, so much so that in 1992, I I got arrested because I, I I was I I was struggling with so much in my life, including my sexuality, so that I even ended up in the in the home in the gay scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I got uh, I got arrested for car theft. And uh, and uh, the. The owner of the car never pitched up to 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 the court, but I didn't. I didn't. I just pled guilty because I saw that my life was spiraling out of control. So I pled guilty, and uh, the magistrate sentenced me to six lashes. And I I begged the magistrate to send me to prison because. If they were to send me out, get the six lashes, I would. I told the magistrate. I remember. I said I will, I will be back here within another two or three months, mm. maybe for something worse. So it's better that I go and spend time inside because I needed to get out of that drug, that confusion, that mayhem, that chaos that my life was. And uh, and so I spent. Mm. I think it was eight months in prison. When you went to the Jesuits, mm. you wanted therapy. I understand that's something that you asked for. Yes, I wanted. You know, I wanted so much. You know, the you know, one nothing hurts more than not being believed about what you know. It's yes. fact, and what you know is true. And the church never wanted to believe me. It's, it's it has taken them twenty eight years for them to believe mm-hmm. my story. And all along, Father Bill was there alive in England. All they had to do was to ask him, "Look, William says you did one, two, three. Yes. What do you have to say for yourself?" And then he 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 he, he can't deny it now, and he couldn't have denied it then. So, but so they didn't. L- let me just understand the terms of of that deal they re- reached with you, because you got a very small amount in compensation, twenty five thousand. I understand. I went to them and I said to them, "Look, i I want to I want to I want to get my life in order. Do you see what my life is like? Ever since, uh, oh, ever since nineteen ninety. Yes." My life has gone downwards, mm-hmm. and so I need help. They say, "What? What? What kind of help do you need?" I say, "No, I want to go back to school. I'm old now. I can't go back to the classroom, but I can at least register with uh, uh, Damelin mm-hmm. and uh, do a course yes. of some sort. And uh, I also need uh, uh, counselling." Yes. Uh, there was a person who had recommended to me that I have, that I needed counselling. Yes. And I told them that that I needed counselling. And uh, and so they said to me, I must find a lawyer. And I said, I cannot afford a lawyer. Lawyer need money. 
And so they fold, they, I, guess, I guess they got in, in, in the gold, get hold of a priest in Polokwane who then gave them the name of a lawyer yes. in Polokwane. And then they, they, they called and say, you must go and see this lawyer in Polokwane. So, so how much of that settlement of 25,000 rand did you eventually see after the lawyer was done with, with the negotiations? 15,000. That was the entire amount of compensation that you've received? I don't know if I can call it compensation. I don't think it was compensation because uh, I, I didn't go to them asking for compensation. And I, uh, they said, I, I, they said this. They, they were, they, they were giving the, they were giving me the money. Out, out of compassion. You know, yes, the way I say they, they were feeling sorry for me. So, so there was no. If I understand correctly, the, the, the Jesuit church or that, that denomination of the church dealt with you mm. directly. Mm. There was no contact with Father Bull. Was there ever an apology from him or an acknowledgement no, of wrongdoing of never, any kind? Even then they told me that, they, that by giving me that money, they are not acknowledging any. They still refuse to believe me, even in 2001. They said it was out of, let's say, even pity for me. So that I could just maybe just go away. He's sort of saying, William, yes, twenty twenty five thousand, just go away, because you, we don't believe that what you said happened. They said to me even then, two thousand, we will investigate. Was there ever an investigation, to your knowledge? Well, if there was one, I was never consulted about it. I was never consulted about it. There was never a time where. Uh, an investigator or a lawyer or whoever they appointed to, to conduct the investigation contacted me and uh, they knew my address, my contact details. They knew how to find me. So, But they say that an investigation was done. And I have a problem with that because uh, I don't understand how they do their investigations. When you have to, I, 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 I am the one who came forward to say this happened to me. Yes. Uh, but my, the investigator should have been in, in contact with me to, to, to hear my side of the story. Yes. But that never happened. William, what, what, what are you hoping will come out of speaking out about it at this time? Do you want to bring a criminal case against the church, a civil case against Father Bill and the church? Do you want compensation? What is it you're seeking at this point? What I seek is justice. You know, I'm angry. I'm a very angry person when it comes to the church. They have, they have, finally after 27 years, they have, they have said to me that they are sorry, but their sorry is not enough. I feel it's too little too late. Because they, they have, they've ruined what could have been a very productive life. My understanding is that Father Bill uh, is now a man in his 80s. He's 84. And I understand he's dying of emphysema, although his, uh, his faculties are intact according to a, a recent uh, assessment that they've done. So theoretically he should recall what happened. Yes. But that doesn't mean it would be easy for South African authorities to extradite him here, mm. especially if he's living on borrowed time. Mm. Do you want British authorities to take up this case? 
I should hope so. That's what I would really like to see. Because now, in a court of law, he has to take a vow. An oath, I mean. Yes. He has to take an oath to say that he would tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So if he is still denying wherever he is that that happened, he can't deny it in a court of law. Otherwise, he would be no man at all or some sort of a beast. We know the trauma will never, ever go away. I, I can see it etched on your face as you sit here, 33 years on. What do you believe would give you some measure of closure and peace, William? They can start with, with, a, with, with his apology. You see, it's, yes, I have an apology from them, but I feel it's very, it's, it's impersonal. It's not his apology. It's not his apology. I want his apology to start with. If I can get his apology, it, it will be a good start because it will be an acknowledgement of the truth that I've been trying to tell for the past 27 years. It would vindicate me to say that, no, I'm not a liar, you see. 